Welcome back to another episode of Chatting Cinema. I'm Gianni. I'm Flynn. And I am Luke. And today we are talking a big story in the uh, in the stratosphere of Hollywood right now that just kind of dropped. Unprecedented, really. Um, Zack Snyder's Justice League film is getting totally recut, revamped somehow, and then re-released on HBO Max in 2021. Uh, wait, when did this come out? 2016? You would think, right? It was Justice League was 2018. No way. Wow. Yeah, I, oh I looked God. it up. I looked it up because I had to had to remember because um because BVS came out in 2016. 2016. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because it, it competed with with Civil, Civil War you know, somewhat. The the DC universe cinematic universe is such a blur to me because I've really only enjoyed Wonder Woman and Birds of Prey, mm-hmm. and I've seen all of them except for Justice League and Aquaman. So me talking about this is funny because I haven't even actually seen the regular <laughs> Justice League. Yeah. But, as it's, a movie person, this has been such a phenomenon the last two years of just seeing that damn hashtag every day. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's certainly a weird timeline because if I'm remembering correctly, Man of Steel was 2013. Yeah. I saw no. Man of Steel at midnight when they still did midnight releases. I regretted <laughs> yeah. it. So that so that was a while ago. And then I liked Man of Steel too. I'll say that. Like I well, I, didn't I hate regretted it, it but... because I was in high school and I stayed up and the next day was a school day. And it, I was like, I, I'm tired for this, but yeah, because <laughs> I actually liked Batman versus Superman. I wasn't head over heels for it, mm-hmm. but I liked it a lot. So I'm, I, I like it less now than I did when it was released. Um, but I, I certainly remember enjoying it um, when it was released. And then uh, as I've kind of like revisited it, um, like Luke, you mentioned that Wonder Woman is one of the those DC movies that you like. I think I think Wonder Woman hurts it because I think Wonder Woman is a, a far better movie, um, and I think that movies like that kind of show you the potential um, that it could be something more, and it couldn't just be like this vision, um, which is definitely something I want to talk about with the the Snyder Cut thing. Yeah, I mean, I think this is just such a un precedented thing in film because right now it's like it's like the trolls world tour kind of got the ball rolling on this <laughs> of like streaming services for movies because i mean it's funny <laughs> bizarro world cinema yeah exactly but hbo max doing this like warner brothers paying 30 million dollars for this 30 mil. um yeah. all you people who use the hashtag you better subscribe to hbo max and watch this <laughs> Because if you don't, if they don't see numbers, if they don't see their subscriptions going up, they don't see streams, you can kiss anything like this gone. Like, yeah. goodbye. Yeah, that's that's something I wanted to, to touch on that I, I pulled up here. Because um, Peter Scaretta of Slash Film, and I'll also say of Ordinary Adventures, because they're getting some steam on that YouTube channel. So that's awesome. Hey, I, I, like, I like what him and Kitcher do. Um, but Peter Scaretta was talking about it because, you know, less than a week ago, I think, um, he had quote tweeted somebody and said, you know, the screening that they did of like the working cut of the Snyder cut that happened very, very recently, like right up to the lead up of this announcement um, was not complete. It was a working cut. It was like a, a proof of concept almost. So he had tweeted out something, quote tweeted somebody saying basically that it wasn't going to happen. The Snyder cut's not real. It's not happening. And then a couple days later, he tweeted 
right when people were starting to like leak this story and report it right before the the announcement happened he tweeted i was wrong it's happening um so then he tweeted out after that he feels like it's going to end up being a disappointment to everybody that's sort of pushed for this thing because it's going to be an incomplete story if you're only getting 30 million dollars to finish it because justice league when it was announced much like um avengers infinity war was announced as infinity war part one and part two um justice league was announced as two parts it was announced as part one and part two so even if you're doing a mini series and it's four or five six hours what have you um it's only going to be part of the story that you, you can't you can't finish a, a movie and add on a conclusion to to whatever story you want to do for 20 to 30 million dollars uh in the space of a movie like this it just can't happen um so somebody uh responded to peter and said you know well how do you know that hbo max isn't going to invest more if this does really well um which to, i think is a valid point sure th- but this is what i wanted to bring up yeah. because peter said um in his opinion and he's worked at slash film for years he's an insider he, he knows this kind of thing he said that he feels to get the budget of something like justice league the viewership numbers for the Snyder Cut on HBO Max would probably have to be four to five times what HBO's biggest show ever was. So he said it's not impossible, but it, is that likely for it to get those kinds of numbers? Um, I certainly don't think so. I, I don't think that, that that's likely at all for yeah, it to get that never, kind of streaming interest. I would never count it out because mm-hmm. if, it work, if it works out and it's like a somewhat success – I could see Warner Brothers, DC, HBO kind of all pairing in mm-hmm. and maybe getting the actors to do like two more episodes or something to wrap up the story. But yeah. I think that right now, just the initial announcement is such a shock of how they're doing it, where it's going to be episodic, because honestly, that's how comic books are. Comic mm-hmm. books are broken up like that. I mean, you buy one issue for three bucks or four bucks, and it's like 20, 30 pages. Right. So. I think kind of breaking it up that way will be interesting, you know, it, just to see if it works, you know, like, cause this is a movie we're talking about. Like they're, right. they're taking a movie that already exists and breaking it up into this episode format. Kind of like what uh, Tarantino did for hate right. right. Netflix, mm-hmm. which a lot of people liked. I actually haven't watched it yet. And because of this was reminded about it. So I might do that soon, but I think that DC is just such in a weird spot with their movies right now. I, I, my one of my all-time favorite uh, movie YouTubers, which you both know him as well, Dan Merle of uh, Screen Junkies. He has his own yeah. channel. He put up a really great video where he basically was like, "I'm gonna eat my words for 12 minutes," and he like said, "I've been wrong." And he was like, "I've been wrong about a lot of things," but the one thing he was like, "I was right about," because he was, and Flynn alluded to this. It did not exist. Right. It is now happening. Like. For the last two years, it wasn't sitting in a vault at Warner Brothers, and they were just taunting you, not releasing it. Like, just sitting there like, we have Zack's movie, and it will not be released, because we don't want to. No, it's happening now. And I think that the people who wanted it should be happy. They shouldn't be rubbing it in people's faces, like, ha, we told you the Snyder Cut was real. Like, no, like, be happy that you're getting what you wanted, which, Mm -hmm. again, you got by screaming on Twitter for two years. So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see all the different, like, respected movie critics slash movie YouTubers, writers, takes on this, because it's kind of all over the place. 
I mean, I saw uh, Kevin Smith talk about it, and Kevin Smith is known as kind of being like not I don't want to say crowd pleaser because I feel like that's negative, but he's always positive. Like mm. he he always finds positivity in things, and he was for it. And then I saw some people giving him hate, like Kevin. How could you like side with them? But Kevin just loves comics and he loves movies yeah. and he's excited, you know. And he's worked with all those people before. I mean, Ben Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms, though. Like, yeah. you know, I had to throw that joke in there. Yeah. I wanted to say it on this <laughs> podcast for a while, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wanted to talk more about the the logistics of it. Like Justice League alone, when it came out in 2018, was 300 million dollars to make, and it and now we're gonna. And yeah, I mean, I think mm-hmm. it made back at least its budget, but it definitely wasn't like a, yeah. like when, a when blockbuster. You have, when you have right. the top 10 movies grossing of all time, like six of them being Marvel movies, I could be totally wrong and I might get screamed at in the comments. <laughs> but like, I know Black Panther, both Avengers Endgame and Infinity War are up there. And Captain Original Marvel Avengers War, is up there too. Yeah. Avengers. So you know, DC just couldn't quite catch the fire Mar- Marvel was, but keep mm-hmm. going on these logistics, Gianni. Cause well, so here's what I was, here's what I was going to say next. Like, and you guys have already, you just said it, like that cut never existed in the first mm-hmm. place. It didn't exist. Can we all just agree that it didn't yeah. exist? Yeah. I, I don't understand what the problem is in, in not admitting <laughs> that it didn't exist. I, I understand like, like nobody at, at wants to admit they're wrong and what you're getting the Snyder cut so I, I understand the like pushback on that but it's 30 million dollars <laughs> to, to finish like you don't you don't allot 30 million dollars for something that's that's finished what, what is it's already done yeah. is gonna go into cutting a couple trailers like there there are effects work to be done there's probably reshoots principal photography uh whatever I, i'm not saying that they were doing like a new score too or something like yeah which well, actually yeah. i am excited to see the difference in that so the official statement says that they're reassembling like the original crew that worked on the movie, but mm. as far as additional scenes go, apparently they're only getting the actors back for like lines, not necessarily okay. like actually getting back in the suits and, and shooting, but because, right. and my thing is, and I kind of, I talked about this kind of off the podcast, but like this kind of throws a wrench in whatever Warner Brothers is planning for the rest of the DCU, right. which I think everyone agrees they excel at these kind of like standalone mm-hmm. superhero stories. Wonder Woman stands on its own. Aquaman stands on its own. Birds of Prey on its own. And We're the Batman. Batman, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, they're going to be coming out the same year now. Right. You have Robert Pattinson, Matt Reeves, Batman, and, and you have this too with it. Yeah. Which can we just uh, talk about yeah. right now how DC fan boys uh, i'm insulting them again sorry guys um <laughs> dc fans uh are mad that robert pattinson doesn't want to work out <laughs> that's um, a whole nother can of worms Don't, that is that's... that is another can of worms because with with dc fans it's just like you can never satisfy them which you know what they've been wronged green lantern yeah. did come out and that was not good we have seen <laughs> many attempts at movies where it just did not work out. And I, yeah. I grew up liking DC comics more than Marvel comics. I'm not afraid mm. to admit that. I think that like, aside from like Spider-Man and the X-Men, like, cause they were like some of my favorite Marvel guys, like DC was my thing. Like I love Batman. I love flash. I love green lantern. So like we have been wronged in these movies for years. Right. But, but like the, the approaches to how they're trying to get what they want. And it's just such a, yeah. like this is coming from three people who also love star Wars and are often on star Wars Twitter. And I think DC Twitter works. Yeah. Like, it, you it know can what I'll be. say? 
I'll say this for that that Marvel DC debate. The Cosmonaut Variety Hour did a great video on Justice League when it came out. And it's kind of about how like all of these different opinions that we have now, like like what you were saying, Luke, and I totally agree with you. I probably grew up on the side of DC. Like I love mm-hmm. I love Batman, Superman, Green Lantern was my favorite series. superhero. Yeah, the exactly. Arkham games, especially for me. Arkham yeah. games too, yeah. It, it's all about the surrounding media too. There's not also that, just the comic books. There was so. also that really dope Green Lantern cartoon on Cartoon yep. Network for a yep. hot sec. Yeah. Which Green Lantern, the animated series. Yeah, yeah which Teen was Titans. touching into like the other Teen different Titans. lanterns with like the red lanterns, the blue lanterns. I was so excited for that show as a kid because I was reading Blackest Night as that was happening, which yeah. still should be a movie. I don't know. Zombie <laughs> movies are so popular. Don't know how they haven't done that. But yeah, no, I think that this is just such a weird time to be in because we're already in quarantine. We're already just sitting in our house doing nothing. And then here goes Twitter just being like, yo, the Snyder Cut's happening. Yeah, (laughs) Warner Brothers and HBO set off a bomb. like Like a a 50 megaton bomb when they announced that. It was all anybody in this media space was talking about. I want to just real quick (laughs) bring back the Robert Pattinson thing. John Campia, (laughs) you're a fool. Robert Meyer Burnett was your co-host in that segment. And you could tell how uncomfortable he was, not to mention anybody who watched that clip. Please... For the love of God, never talk about that again. That uh, That's all I wanted to get because John Campia bothered me so much with that clip. But this is not about John Campia or Robert Pattinson. So to bring back what Gianni was saying about DC sort of excelling in these more standalone series, one movie that, that you didn't even mention that I am not a fan of but still excelled was was Joker. Joker. Um, yeah. And that, that goes to a point that I wanted to make, which – Batman v Superman made a little over $800 million worldwide. I want to say it was like eight fifty, dollars something like that. Um, that's, that's not good for, for a Batman and Superman movie. And, and I understand how absurd that is to say because it's $850 million. Like, I get it. But to it, they essentially um, broke even with, with Batman v Superman because they, they made a monetary profit on it. But the the goal of Batman v Superman, and th- this was uh, this was in a Forbes article. I think Scott Feinberg wrote um, the the goal was to engender interest in this greater DCEU, and Batman v Superman did not do that. Well, and- I think that they started off very weak because. They had Man of Steel, and then they jumped to a team-up movie right. where they had three heroes, technically like four or five with cameos, and like they were competing with Civil War earlier that year. Yeah, like it was like if DC had taken its time with this universe, and like instead of Batman v Superman coming out in 2016, maybe this year after a couple of years of more standalone movies, it would be a very different story we're in right now. But they just saw how much Marvel was banking on these movies. Mm-hmm. And they were like, all right, but we need to be where they are right now, skipping two whole phases of movies. Right. The, the thing is, Batman is such a transcendently popular character. Like, I, I, there are arguments to be made about who the most like popular comic book character is now because of what the MCU has become. But I, I think pre-MCU from back to the the golden age of comics if if you ask anybody who the three most iconic popular comic book characters are i think all 
the three competing for the top spot are Spider-Man and then Batman and Superman. They, they are the, the two. And so to have a movie with Batman and Superman together only make around $850 million is a colossal failure story-wise, marketing-wise, aesthetically. Like, there's, there's nothing that you can say. It didn't have any interest for Justice League. And I think that what Gianni was saying about these standalone movies excelling proves that point so perfectly how does an aquaman standalone movie make more than the movie with batman and superman in it It, that that's not something that should happen but james wan understands how to make a movie in a way that Zack snyder doesn't and this is not this the purpose of this is not to attack Zack snyder um i think Zack snyder seems like a good dude uh, we have a fundamental disagreement on how to view these characters. I, I have a fundamental disagreement with Zack Snyder. I, I don't think, I think he has plenty of comic book knowledge. Um, I would never dispute that. I think we just interpret them differently. But, you know, we got our chance to see if people were interested in the Zack Snyder version of this universe with Batman v Superman, and they weren't. So uh, to speak to the the new things that we're getting, I want Matt Reeves the Batman. and no offense to Henry Cavill, but I want a different take on Superman. And that doesn't necessarily need to include a new actor because I think that Henry, given the right material, would be a really good Superman. But the time that we're in right now, the the period of history, I think people are are really down and they could really use the the tried and true heart of gold Superman. Um, I'm a big fan of the the Doomsday Clock comic series because I love Watchmen. And they put Watchmen spoilers for Doomsday Clock, I'm sorry. Um <laughs> they 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 put the Watchmen in the greater DC universe and basically the conclusion they come to at the end that Dr. Manhattan comes to is that Superman is the center of the DC universe. Everything begins and ends with Superman. And that's because he's the best of us. He's the best of all of us. And that's what he's supposed to be. And he's an alien and he can be that. He can be better than humanity is. And he can be an ideal that humanity looks to. And I I don't think that's what we're getting in the Snyderverse. And it's something I want to see. And I think that with, again, going back to this thing where Aquaman made more than Batman v Superman. How does that happen? That, you know, like, I think that we want to see that. You know, the, the release the Snyder Cut fans are the loudest on the internet, but what about the fans that genuinely want to see something new and that I think, honestly, outnumber those fans? They just aren't as loud and they just aren't going on the internet every day and responding to every tweet that they can possibly find with a hashtag. Because, you know, I'm not going to plant my flag on this because we don't know what the movie landscape is going to look like. But I would be willing to bet if movie theaters were in a normal situation and audiences were able to go see movies in a normal way, I would 100% be willing to bet the Batman outgrosses Batman v Superman. And I think that's because people want a different vision of this. Well, you know what I'll say? Uh, Sorry, Luke. You're Um, good. You're good. But but Flynn, you made a really great point that, that, you know, Zack Snyder had his chance with Batman v Superman. But I would say it even goes back to Man of Steel. You know, he gave us his take and people have mixed feelings about that movie. I think it's sitting at a 50% Rotten Tomatoes. Not that that's the be all end all, but still it was divisive at the time. It's divisive today. 
Um, and I have said, like, I, I enjoyed it when it came out. And I've since have never felt the urge to go back and revisit it. There's a reason for that, you know? Yeah. And I just, I, to me personally, I think about the, the super gray uh, landscapes of, of that movie, specifically how it went into BVS. And then it was going to be in Justice League. Like, mm-hmm. we all saw the first trailer, which was a Snyder trailer for Justice mm-hmm. League. And, like, I was excited about it. But anyway. <laughs> I, I was, too. I, I fully admit that I was excited to see Snyder's Justice League when it yeah. first came out. And then, yeah. and then Joss Whedon came in, and we got, like, his painted over. He just added right. red yeah. to, the, to the background. <laughs> so that's another thing I wanted to talk about with this the Snyder cut that's coming. How much more can Zack do? He claims right. that he, he never saw the theatrical release of Justice League. That's mm-hmm. a lie because yeah. <laughs> his shots are still in the movie. <laughs> yeah. so, um, that, that's anyway. The, Maybe like, not 100% of the movie, but he, he has that's seen. playing into the, the, yeah. or at least the Snyder Cut people. Is like when Jason Momoa posts videos of him like screaming, release the Snyder Cut just to be right. funny. Like something that you guys both touched on with Man of Steel. Like I agree 100%, Flynn, we need a Superman right now. We need somebody that is Superman, that is playing this character, that is giving us stories about hope and about being like the best version of yourself you possibly can be. Because that's what Clark Kent struggles with the most is he wants to be Clark Kent, but he wants to be Superman. Mm-hmm. He goes back and forth and then he does. they mix into both lives. And it's just a great character for that. And then it's sad when a CW TV show from the early 2000s captures that better in Smallville. Or uh, Lois and Clark, I think, is coming out soon, which probably will be a better origin story than Man of Steel, not going to lie. Like, I mean, the Batman Brave and the Bold portrays Superman better than Man of Steel did. Like, you, yeah. it's not that his character is easy to portray, but there's just a couple core values you have to keep. And I don't blame Henry Cavill for this. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just think the script and the movie itself was dull like it yeah. just looked dull mm. and like yeah we're in the south we're like it's not an ex- most exciting place in the world but like clark kent loves his home because he's he was misplaced and like he loves his family and like that whole hometown thing and then going to the city it just it didn't work in the in these movies and again like you guys said Zack snyder kept getting his chance which you know what I think Zack Snyder makes pretty good looking movies. I think yeah. and he knows how to make blockbusters. And I think like 300 is a good movie and that's probably his best that he's done. But with like the divisiveness of Man of Steel, of uh, Batman v Superman and of Watchmen, mm-hmm. why does he keep getting shots at comic book movies over and over again when there's yeah. so many other people who deserve a chance yeah that that's the thing we we have patty jenkins we have matt reeves we have kathy yan who you know if you're going strictly off a box office perspective birds of prey disappointed but you know i so personally by the coronavirus so. yeah and i i personally blame that on uh marketing putting it kind of too close to what Suicide Squad was and people feeling burnt by that movie. But again, Suicide Squad, we have James Gunn looking to deliver a new take, a different take. And, you know, I, I understand the the feeling that brighter movies and funnier movies are more in line with what the MCU does. And there are certain DC fans that don't want that, but there are certain DC fans that do. 
And I, I'm sorry, like I, I want Matt Reeves the Batman, but I'm not going to go and find every film journalist I possibly can and every critic I possibly can and every studio executive I possibly can and tweet a hashtag at them every day because most people don't do that. And I'm not trying to attack people on a personal level. I'm not. And I'm, I'm happy that, that they're excited for something. It's good to feel good about something. It's good to have something that you feel like you fought for happen. But what I will say is I think that the internet, number one, has uh, a way of amplifying the loudest voices and maybe not the majority um, because I don't think the the Snyder Cut and the, the people that love the Snyder vision of the DC Universe are the majority in any way, shape, or form. Um, I don't. And, and I think that the internet also has a way of making certain situations uh, feel like maybe they're bigger than they actually are. So I felt like, I feel like people that were super involved in the Snyder Cut movement, if you want to call it that, um, <laughs> felt like they were like crusading and, and going on this normal quest. And it's like, no, you were bullying people on the internet. I, I'm sorry, that, that's, that's what a lot of you were doing. And to see kind of like a lot of people whose voices I, I really respect be so excited by this, I just think it sets a really dangerous precedent. I, I think that it, you know, approves of that. Well, uh, I agree a hundred percent because I saw a tweet five minutes after this was announced that I screenshotted and sent to you guys, but somebody screenshotted a poster of rise of Skywalker and said, give us the coherent cut. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, this is a dead joke. Like yeah. you didn't like the movie. I'm sorry. I am very, I am very upset when people don't like movies because yeah, they were looking forward to it and they didn't enjoy it. But then there's so many people that did like it. And yeah. just because you didn't doesn't mean they can't enjoy it. And then it's like, I've seen so many people saying, okay, that worked. So let's try this next. Right. No. Right. No. That, that's, that's the thing. That, that's my issue with it. Because this is, not, this is not, oh, we got what we wanted. We can stop now. Now this is the, the green light 100% you've been given the right to now tweet about the air cut of suicide squad and anything else you want to tweet about because, and, and now there are rumors that that is happening on HBO max. I haven't seen it from anybody legitimate that an air cut is happening, but it's like a lot of people dislike these movies. Like I, I saw the, the justice league, justice league. They, they like to call it fine. That's clever. Very funny. Um, <laughs> But like, there are also scenes in there that, that Zack Snyder shot. And I, and I get that one could make the argument that they're out of context compared to where he would put it in, in, in his version or whatever. But I didn't like them then. <laughs> I don't think I'm going <laughs> to like them now when they're recontextualized because I don't like Batman v Superman. Like, like people, I think people hinge too much on people that really love Batman v Superman and the Snyder thing. I, I think they... Um, they elevate the the more like infantile uh kind of criticisms of the movie like everybody wants to talk about the martha scene it, it seems funny and and snyder stands get angry about that because they're like no you don't get this is the significance of that i don't care about that i care that somebody came in and tried to make a sequel to a superman movie that was adapting the dark knight returns that was adapting the death of superman arc that was also introducing wonder woman that was also introducing lex luther that was supposed to be introducing batman to this universe even though he's an established character in this universe it's it, way too much when we didn't need it 
I didn't want it. <laughs> I like imagine we get the Dark Knight Returns after we have an established Superman and an established Batman. Like that that's what you want to do. You can't adapt five comics at the same time in the way they did that and have it work. Taking also, elements from different comics is a different thing. The death of Superman is one of the best comic stories I've ever read. It is one of the best DC animated movies they've ever made. And it was one of the most rushed adaptations I've ever seen. It gets like, like 15 minutes in Batman v it's Superman. It's sprinkled in at the end. And Flynn, the thing that you said that made me laugh, but I also agree with the most is we saw it and we don't want it. We saw Birds of Prey. We want that. We yeah. saw Wonder Woman. We want that. And some people saw Joker and they want that. It's mm-hmm. like these, these Snyder fans, I'm glad you find enjoyment in these movies, but from the box office to the general fan consensus, taking into account everybody, this universe didn't work. Right. And I think it's time to move on. Otherwise, DC might not get to make movies anymore. Like, you can't just yeah. keep pouring money into something that's not working. Like, Bat- um, Reeve Batman, the, the camera test, I felt a sigh of relief watching that because I haven't been excited for a Batman movie since like 2012. Like, and then right. seeing like set pictures, I'm just so excited. And this isn't any insult to Ben Affleck or Zack Snyder. Oh no. That was their interpretation of the character. They did it differently. For me, it didn't work. For a lot of people it did. For a lot of people it didn't, right. you know? But it's just like beating a dead horse at this point of like, we want this dark, dull, like eerie universe that's like stands up against everything mcu stood for you know mcu has a lot of dark serious moments in those bright cheery happy movies that you like to classify them as yeah i mean just from black panther alone or like captain marvel there's some really heavy issues tackled in those movies and they came out the same year as these movies were coming out yeah and i have nothing problem with like dark takes on the characters like joker did well so take 20 to 30 million dollars and put it in the hands of a different artist and and do different things and and i get it it's a crusade for zach and it's a belief in zach because he he has a a really passionate fan base and i think that's got to feel awesome for him given what happened during justice league um, to see so many people uh, in support of him is really cool, but I feel like it took on a completely different thing from just being about Zach. Um, like I was touching on with with the internet, kind of like changing how things actually are to to how they're perceived. And I don't know. I just feel like anybody talking about this being a win for, you know, like artistry and and studio integrity and and artists being able to to give their true vision this is not a win for that like not in the slightest in my opinion because number one this is a completely like super unique scenario that you have to understand a number of dominoes falling to get to this point so you know this is not like oh well maybe sony won't step in and and affect the movie anymore that's not what this is going to do by a long shot so anybody saying that this is about money and you know Everything is. It, Warner Brothers is a studio. HBO is launching a streaming service. Everything's about money. But if you really think this is because they're, Warner Brothers is like, you know what? We feel like we really gave Zach the short end of the stick. Let's give him $30 million to finish his movie. 
No, it's uh, HBO Max is launching in a streaming environment where Netflix dominates and Disney Plus is growing more rapidly than any streaming service we've ever seen. Let's try and swindle some, swindle might be a, a loaded word, I'm sorry. <laughs> Open, I don't know, get more subscribers that probably weren't going to subscribe to HBO Max in the first place that now will to see this specific thing uh, it, it's all about subscribers to hbo max it's, it's not about artistic integrity so I, I feel like that was a weird take that i saw from a lot of people that i, I gen generally agree with well i'm glad you brought it back to that because my point is about artistic integrity i feel like this is taking a huge step backwards in dc as a movie universe in a sense of like they kind of found their thing that works they found something that's interesting letting different directors who haven't done as many movies because even yeah Todd Phillips was a known director but he hadn't done a movie like Joker mm -hmm. like Kathy Yang hadn't done much before this and James Wan like th these are all new people Matt Reeves like he's made some really great Planet of the Apes movies but like it these directors are getting shots and they're they're not comic book movie directors they're, they're this is like their first taste with the genre and that's why they feel so refreshing and different. Whereas we've seen Zach direct quite a lot of these now and we know how they're going to go. Mm -hmm. And if you want to say it's a win for like, if you want a win for like artists, you should have seen birds of prey in theaters, you know, like that movie criminally underperformed. All three of us saw it. All three of us loved it. And like, I'm, I just remember sitting there just like laughing my ass off at that right. movie, just having a good time. And, like, everybody was like, you McGregor wasn't an intimidating enough villain. I thought he was a great villain. It was yeah, fun. Yeah. And he's a great actor. He stole every scene he was in, you know? And, like, they were like, they didn't adapt uh, Mr. Zaz properly. Uh, there's no proper way to adapt it. They didn't take the guy from the comic book and throw him on the screen. Like... Yeah. Yeah, for for Zaz, I mean, I I much prefer the Birds of Prey take to to what we got in in Gotham. No, I I I feel like I'm just like crapping on anybody that that likes these DC properties. I I'm not I'm not trying to. I, I just yeah, think no, the big is mistake. A, like a huge takeaway from this is that if you are excited for this, we're happy for you. Like yeah. we are not against it happening, but just in our opinions, we don't see why it is and. Like, I mean, I bet at some point we'll check it out to an extent. I don't know if Flynn's going to. He seems pretty gun-ho, but I feel like me <laughs> uh, yeah. and Gianni's, me so and Gianni I, might. Work. Yeah, I don't mean to speak for either Luke or Flynn, but where I come down on it, and I think the core of this issue, because I think this whole thing is an issue, and I think it's going to be talked about until 2021 and then probably beyond that yeah. after, of course, when this comes out, is that these very angry subsections of the internet that are able to make their voices heard, albeit inappropriately and insultingly, a lot of times, not just with DC, they get their way. Right. They really do. I, I think about Kelly Marie Tran and Star Wars. She was totally sidelined in The Rise of Skywalker. And say what you will, whether that was a JJ decision or a Mickey Mouse decision, I think it came from the studio heads. I really do. Yeah. Uh, and more than that, you see it more often than that obviously it happened with justice league people mm -hmm. destroyed joss whedon online <laughs> yeah and it happens more so than that so my yeah. thing is if you were a fan of these movies a genuine fan and you want to see Zack snyder's vision i respect that as long as you are respectful about it you know what right. i mean i think it's a win in that case that you're getting what you want but just keep in mind it was brought about by the people 
who said the nasty things and who had the really hot takes, bad takes, mm-hmm. and who outright attacked people. Yeah. And now we're rewarding them. We're rewarding this bad behavior. And that's hundred percent. That's what scares me the most is what does this mean for other, you know, tandem franchises? Yeah. Well, I saw somebody compare this to the Sonic the Hedgehog thing. I'm like, this is a completely different ball game. Oh yeah. Like oh, nobody yeah. was bullying anybody about Sonic. They were just like, guys, he looks bad. Like we will see <laughs> your movie if you change how he looks, purely because it was just it was awkward. It was weird. And the, the studio changed it. I'm pretty sure they're pretty pleased with how that went. Yeah. Like, I think the new Sonic did really well. And if they didn't change it, I think it would have flopped. I, but like the, the way that people went about it was like, yo, this looks weird. Right. You know? Like right. it wasn't, wasn't like harassing every well, single studio. And, you know, it's, a, it's a great point. It's a great point you make with Sonic because the director of Sonic came out and said like, I hear your concerns and we're going to make some changes. If Zack Snyder would just come out and be like, I'm glad we get to do this, but you guys should have been nicer. Like, yeah. he didn't even do that. That's, yeah, to me, I, you know, you have a fan base. You should be kind of leading that fan base in a way that would reflect well on you too. So Right, right. Yeah, I, I feel like it's, um, it, it's an encouragement for people to act like that. I, I think yeah. you're 100% right, Gianni. And, you know, a, a lot of people for anybody that has a a take like this, who has put that out there on the internet, like I don't think the Snyder cut movement went about this in the right way. Maybe it was the, the only way that would have allowed them to get what they want, whatever. I still don't feel like they went in the right way. They, they bring up, Oh, well we raised this much for charity. And that is not, that is not proving your point. That is going directly against your point because the reason they had to raise money for charity was everybody was like, what is wrong with these guys? They are attacking us on every single post they can. And it's not a bad thing. They raise money for charity. That's awesome. And that reflects greatly on the movement, but, but look at what caused you to raise that money. I I don't think it came from a genuine place. I'm sorry. I don't. It, It, I'm sure plenty of people donated from a genuine place, but I think those fundraisers were let's change the public perception of this movement because the public perception is we're a group of bullies harassing anybody we can, which I think honestly was the correct perception of this movie, of this movement. Again, not talking about individual members here, but in general, a lot of people guarded by anonymity on the internet with screen names like, you know, Superman six nine six five four like like ridiculous like can't tie it to any one person felt very comfortable being very awful to people and you know Warner Brothers is kind of just doing this thing in HBO Max where they're like fine you know what we're done listening to you here take it and that is not the way to get that behavior to end the way to get it to end is yeah no matter how much you do this we're we're not going to do it i'm sorry not hey here's 30 million dollars because you attacked everybody you wanted to and i have another comparison i'd like to throw out there because i was a part of this movement save the clone wars um save the clone wars when we would tweet that hashtag i mean i say this as like i used the hashtag a couple times it wasn't like organized but people missed that show and it and their movement worked where you tweeted it and then at like star wars conventions and like the big meetups and everything at star wars celebration the fans made their voices heard in a respectful way it wasn't tweeting like anybody you can think of in star wars like kathleen kennedy every day like make the clone wars happen or like we'll blow the world up like it wasn't like harassing it was we missed this show like 
We like Rebels. Rebels is dope, but we miss this show. And look at here we are in 2020. They finished the Clone Wars. You don't have to be mean to get these things. Like the internet can be a very powerful positive tool for stuff as well because Sonic is a positive example. Clone Wars is a positive example. And also, don't do this every single time you don't like something in a movie or TV show because yeah. it's not catered to you. Yeah. It's catered to an audience. It's catered to many people at once. Like, not everybody likes every single Star Wars movie. That doesn't mean they're going to go back and change and recut every single one so there's a cut for everybody. Like, right. Yeah, Lucas likes to change things every couple of years. But, like, <laughs> sorry, George, I had to do it. But, like, the, the point is, is that these movies are made for everybody to enjoy. And if you don't enjoy it, then don't watch it. It's, like, as simple as that, you know? Yeah, because I, I think a more, like... I think that the the Save the Clone Wars thing is completely different, like you're saying. I think a more apt comparison to the Snyder Cut movement is people who start petitions to have Last Jedi struck from canon. And what happens to those people is not Disney saying, you know what? Yeah, I, I hear you. Uh, we're going to do it. It's They get laughed off the internet because that's what should happen when you're trying to be abusive and you're trying to be a bully. Do you guys know who Superman is? Like, how, how are you fighting for these characters? When Like, would Superman do that? No. <laughs> Superman would be appalled. And I get it. Superman's not a real person, whatever. I'm just saying, it, it's always so interesting to, like, look at these things and, and feel like people are just, like, fundamentally misunderstanding how they should be behaving in civilized society yeah i think going forward it's going to be interesting seeing if any other movements pop up as powerful and loud as the snyder release the snyder cut movement but i think just a lesson to be learned is is that just be respectful about it be positive about it like the the strike the last jedi from canon people like you're absolutely ridiculous i don't even care that i'm calling them out like so many people work so hard on that movie and it doesn't matter if you didn't like it it's part of star wars canon get over it move along but like the fact that these movements can happen and the fact that one works it's not it's not good especially yeah. in a quarantine when there's a lot of time on our hands to think about what else we could complain about so yeah it's it's just a shame because i'm i'm just a very big proponent of like you know if you like something it, it sucks that 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 they they wanted to get the Snyder vision of that story told and and they weren't going to get it and we'll see what happens now with how much we get of Justice League on HBO Max and how much of that story is left to tell but you know like I like the show Firefly it ended after one season that sucks I can watch season one you can always think like oh man what would have been you can always go on Twitter and be like oh man where where do you guys think the story would have gone and there's the serenity movie but it's whatever yeah. um like I think you, another great idea like that too is the walking dead where like a lot of people stop watching at certain points or like some still watch I stopped watching after season six because I wasn't a big fan of it after that but there's people who love the comics there's people who love the show there's people who who kind of only like certain parts of it, right? Whatever, like what you like. Yeah. Don't harass people to also like what you like. Yeah, and what what is this gonna? I mean, there there are sections of Spider Man Twitter that are kind of like like yeah. brutal, and, and is this gonna turn into you know like ah uh, don't don't do far from home, do do this, and and just harassing people like that? Like it, it's it's just a very very bad precedent to set, in my opinion. I I I understand everybody wanted it. I understand less the people 
who weren't like a part of this movement kind of encouraging it and being like so super stoked that they're they're tweeting about it a bunch i i understand that less um but man you know like sometimes things end when you're not ready for them to end and that sucks but you, you don't just like power of will strong arm people into to making it happen we we had moved on most people had moved on and we're excited to move on like going back to this this idea of like all these artists like how do they feel? How, how do they feel about this? We, we've seen the actors be excited and, and that's cool. Um, you know, Ray Fisher gets, you know, what he feels was his better take of cyborg put out there. Maybe that leads to more opportunities. And, you know, th maybe this changes people's perception of Henry Cavill as Superman. I, I doubt it will for a lot of people, but whatever. But Ben Affleck, um, you know, was sort of on record as saying how cool it was to play Batman. And now we get a different take of, of Batman in here. Um, everybody except for, I guess, like Gal Gadot and Jason Momoa, because they were still getting their, their stories told. It. Right. Um, so I get it. I get, I get everybody being excited for it. But like, this is just how things are. Like, I, I don't think you'd be changing the movie industry uh, in a good way by just, you know, really brutally tearing people down until you get what you want. Like that, that's just not how things should work. And I hope that's not how they do work moving forward because I do not have the time or energy to do that <laughs> if I want changes story-wise to movies. That's the thing. I think that just most people, no offense, people who are decent, do move on, you know, or they have other things that they can fall in love with and be passionate right. about in their own way. But to kind of be so hung up on something like this, and my whole thing that I wanted to kind of sort of end on is that when this does come out in 2021, it's not going to be drastically different from the movie that came out in 2017, no matter how yeah. much money you spend on it. Because all you can really do is airbrush some scenes, maybe retool it, add some footage that wasn't maybe seen in theaters, but what right. more can we do if we're not shooting a brand new film? Yeah. Plus, didn't Joss Whedon reshoot so much of that Justice League theatrical release? I don't know. It's just tricky. So yeah. that's where I come down on it. And then yeah. I, I, getting back to what you were saying, Luke, I think it's the hope that, that these kinds of movements maybe don't go away, but if they're going to stick around, they'd be more positive. Yeah. But I, I just I don't see it going that way. I, I see yeah. that this is kind of you know. Film Twitter is a very scary dark place yeah. that we try to advertise on. So please follow us. But, <laughs> but for real though, I mean, like, if you are listening to this and you were part of the release of the Snyder Cut movement, good for you. You won. But just be nicer. That's all yeah. we're asking. I mean, because none of us are like at, I mean to speak for you guys, but are like huge proponents of this movement. But. Uh, me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we could tell by now. But I think that the very core idea of it that there is more fan input is cool, especially in comic books, because comic books had that you could write in, like there was ways where you could call, you could call a Marvel hotline, like there was no, there's phone numbers at the end of comics, you could write letters. And then when the internet first started, I don't think it's a bad thing to gauge fan interest. But then when you when you start doing it as like one of your main things, and and like Rise of Skywalker was drastically affected by it. And then like um, this, this Justice League recut of Zack Snyder's vision is, is now happening because of it. 
I, I think we're kind of stepping too far over the line. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, that's a, that's a good note to end on because, you know, fans will always think they'll be able to do better, but there's a reason there's, there's artists and, and filmmakers doing this and, and telling these stories. I mean, you know, I, a lot of people on the internet, a lot of very loud people hate the sequel trilogy of star Wars. But if you go back to, you know, look at the, the fan made posters of episode seven before it came out who oh boy am i happy that we got what we got instead of that so you know sometimes fans aren't telling these stories for a reason um and I, I think that just generally i think people should try and you know kind of be able to go with the flow and roll with the punches a little on. bit more yeah i i get it, it fighting for what you believe in and what you care for is very noble and very encouraged. I just don't feel like that's what this movement generally was and ended up as. I, I think it was something far different than um, just fighting for what you love. So that that's my two cents. Uh, you can direct your hate at Flynn Altamar <laughs> on Twitter. I, I don't. I, I make your voice heard at me. I completely fine with it. Tweet me whatever you want. You can't promise that I'll respond to a lot of it, <laughs> but <laughs> if if you want to talk to me about it, go ahead. I'll I'll listen. Oh, hello there. <laughs> I unfroze. Are we are we outroing? I'm Luke. Yeah, I think we're gonna <laughs> outro here. Yeah, I know this is definitely not going away. We'll probably talk about it many times after this, but um, yeah, okay. Good luck to anyone who wants this to happen. Congratulations. And, uh, yeah, congrats at the end of the day. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next time. See you. Bye.